entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. It is episode 423. And it's Tuesday, October the 4th, 2022. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Uh, we've got Nicholas here as well. Nick? Hi, guys. we got Jeff. You heard his voice. And on today's uh, podcast, we're going to hear a hunting story from Nick that did mm. not go according to plan or the way that hunters would like things to go. Kind of like when you go fishing... Do you go, do you go casting your your line into the water, or do you go catching fish? Yeah, I kind think of, we've had this discussion. It's before. kind of like that, except with hunting. And then, so do you go? Do you go looking, or do you go shooting? Or do you go shooting <laughs> and wait? What, well, what's, well, what's we'll, get, we'll get, get into that's it. Too far into we'll it. get into it. Sitting in the story, sitting or shooting. That's what it is. And then we had some feedback that falls into another topic that we're going to discuss, which mm. is. Everyone likes to have good discussions, right? Mm-hmm. You don't. Mm-hmm. It's not fun just to meet someone or hang out with friends and just like, hey, how are you doing? And they all say good. And you just talk about the weather or politics or rehash the same stuff over and over again. You know, that gets old. Even, even if politics interests you, it still gets old to rehash the same hash. Mm-hmm. So how do I mean, you isn't make that, some new hash? Let's re-rehash. Wait, what? Yeah, like refried... Re refried beans, re refried beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's like ATM machine. So if you if that's not what you want, then here's here's some good uh, topics or questions for you. And okay. this is not. There's probably lots of places where these topics or questions come from, but where I heard it first was from uh, a marriage. It's called the Marriage Journal, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. meant for married couples to go through once a week. And there's two questions in there for the married couple, but you can actually use them in any group setting or with your friends or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the first question that I think is great is, what is something that brought you joy uh, this week or lately? Mm-hmm. And it just kind of opens things up. And, you know, it's not the same politics. It's not sports. It's not the same hash that has been hashed and rehashed. And then after you discuss that, maybe, or go through that, and, and obviously be ready to, like, share something from yourself, too. <clears throat> Another great question is, what is something that was hard this week or mm. or lately? And so it kind of, again, it just cuts through how's the weather and those boring topics. And you can hey, use Nick, these. So what is something that was hard for you this week? Well, <laughs> once I tell you the story of my hunting, <laughs> oh boy, that was hard. <laughs> Hey, speaking of things that bring you joy, though, I do have, I did have a fun experience on Saturday. Okay, cool. Did you go jet skiing? I Tell did us not. Oh. I went and got my hair cut. And that was a joy? And I would love, how is it joyful to get a haircut? Because oh, I have not experienced that. I enjoy haircuts. Do you go haircuts. to a barber? No, I have, but I don't regularly. Okay, that's your problem. <laughs> is it because, what about going to a barber makes it more joyful? Going to a barber is joyful because it's, you go to a place. I've decided that from now on, I'm going to always do my haircuts on Saturday. Because you go to a place where there are other people from the community to converse with. Oh, you, you can ask them these questions, Jeff. I can. I could. Yes. Uh, so I go to my barber, and there's there's always his at least one other barber there, if not two. Um, and there's always people in there that are talking. And every once in a while... You just run into somebody that's interesting. And 
I met somebody this past Saturday at the barbershop that I never expected to meet in my life. Wow. Was it someone that you heard of before? Uh, it's not someone that I had heard of, but it's someone that I knew existed. Is it a specific person or a type of person? It's a specific person that I met. Is he famous um, or she? Famous in a way that everybody knows what he does, but not everybody knows who he is. Okay, so it's like the... Uh, or I shouldn't say everybody, but so, a lot of people know what he does and appreciate what he does, but not everybody knows who he is. So it's like the Batman. Is. Like the town crier or the town dog catcher. Like that kind, kind of, that kind of kind a thing. Kind of, yeah. Right. You're getting warmer. You're getting okay, warmer. All right, let's keep on going here. Um, is it specific to Elkhart? Yes. Okay. Oh, it's... No. So Napanee does not have one. No. Not... No, this is a specific person of Elkhart. Okay. Of Elkhart. Is it, would it be considered, does he do the function of a public service? No. In not, the sense, not, of, in the sense not, of like a policeman not, or no, no. something like that? No. Okay. I would consider his work a public service, but that's just my opinion. School bus driver. No. Is he, is he employed to do this task? Yes. Ooh. By the government. No. So pri- he's Private? privately privately employed yeah. to do this privately. thing. How many uh, how many of this guy are there in Elkhart? One, just one, just one. I wonder. Does it have anything to do with biology? No. Okay. Because where my mind was going there is there's like there's and th- that might be a government position, but there's a there's biologists that track you know what happens in the rivers mm-hmm. and the, the lakes. Yeah. I'll further tantalize this by uh, this is someone that both of you would enjoy meeting okay, and would have would jump right into a conversation with. Um, hmm. Are we just doing work. yes or no questions? Oh, how old is he? Um, lower 40s. Young man. Does his uh, duty, does it require to be at least relatively fit or in good health? Um. Able to stand for extended periods of time. Does he do this work outside or indoors? It's indoors. Does he have to move around to different locations to perform the task? Mm, kind, not really. Is he a TikTok celebrity person? No, no. Does he? Uh, does he have a, a, a job vehicle? No. Okay. Is he at his house when he does his job? No. He lives. He lives in Chicago. Oh. Oh. Wow. Man, okay. I'll, you, you give us some more hints because yeah, I'm, I'm getting. Lost. I lost uh, more now. <laughs> yeah, that was that was probably more confusing than anything else. Um, Train conductor. Uh, Air traffic. Control. He's he's fixing something <laughs> that I know, Ruben. At least you have experienced that you have been annoyed at. So something with the internet service. Fi- no. He is the fiber optic no. creator. No. Uh-huh. But you're getting closer. <clears throat> so so like is it related he, to water? No. He created something. It's no public service. Did he create something that we use? Uh yes. He he didn't invent Was anything. it Steve Jobs? He did not invent anything, but he creates things on a regular basis. Is it high tech? No. Hmm. It has nothing to do with tech. What? Okay. Oh man, give us some more hints, Jeff. <laughs> um, talk to us like we're five years old, Jeff. 
I'm trying to I'm trying to find I'm trying to see if he, I can actually get you to guess this, and I don't know if I can. Okay. Um, he works at a specific place that you have visited multiple times in the past. Okay, in Elkhart. Yes. Um. Okay. Post office. No. The no. No public building. No public building. Okay. No. Or so, sorry, I should say no public service building. Okay. Uh, a school. No. A church. No. Jeff. Um. I hate to tell you this. A home. No. I don't go what to Elkhart very. I don't. Yeah. Where do I go in Elkhart that he works? Restaurant. At? Yes. Oh, he's a manager of a of a restaurant. Not quite. Owner. No. Oh. He hauls food. <gasps> no. Oh. Is he a Mexican food uh something. No, but you're getting you're getting closer. All right. Okay, okay. Chicago, I'm thinking it's with pizza. No. Okay. I'm thinking Mexican. No. Oh. Is it food specific? Like yes. It, so it's like it's either like Mexican or or steak or seafood or something like that. Yes. And it, okay. the restaurant is in Elkhart. Yes. All right. Is it seafood? Yes. Chubby trout. Yes. Okay. Oh. Chubby trout. He. Wait. He creates. Does he just deliver food? No. He makes sushi. Yes. At Chubby Trout, oh, he is the he's a trainer, the head sushi chef oh. at the Chubby Trout. And he lives in Chicago. And he lives in Chicago. Wow. What? He, his name is Alan. I don't know what his last name is, but he was he just randomly walked in for a haircut. That's weird. He lives in Chicago, yeah. gets his haircut in Elkhart. Yeah, Please because tell he me. works in Elkhart, and he stays at his cousin's place while he's in Elkhart. Um, and he's, he's on a three-year contract at Chubby Trout. He's about 11 months into a three-year contract. Um, and he was hired. He was kind of poached by Chubby Trout to to improve, manage slash improve their sushi. Um, what? Because they had been struggling. Ruben, what, when, last time you went to Chubby Trout was how long ago? Uh, it was within the last month. Okay, okay. Uh, had, do you remember? I didn't get sushi. Do you remember about um, a year ago or more when you went to get sushi at Chubby Trout and you had to wait forever. Yes. 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 Yeah. He said Does that change. He is changing that. Wow. That's he said, exciting. He said he he was hired by Chubby Trout specifically to to improve their sushi. Um and their, improve their offerings, improve the the wait time and all that and he said he could not believe it when he walked in there and he and and they had a, an hour and a half, 2 hour wait time for sushi. He said you should never ever have to wait that long any time at your restaurant for any food. So especially when you're ordering other food that comes in half an hour. Yeah. So he said maximum half an hour wait time on sushi. Wow. And so he um so he has a degree at, from a culinary school and his his profession is uh logistics manager for restaurants specifically. He is a specific he is a, he's a specialty chef that specializes in sushi. But he not only specializes in making the sushi, but he specializes in planning how it gets prepared yeah. and how quickly you can make it, where the food comes from, all that kind of stuff. He was uh, before this, he was working for a, a big grocery store and and making all their sushi. Wow. So the workflow for the sushi. Yeah. That's really interesting. So he's trying to, I was, he said he's trying to train himself out of a job. Okay. Is, is his goal. I was curious. I wondered how much do sushi chefs make? And obviously this guy 
probably is making more than the average. Because I'm, I'm he, sure he's, he is. He's yeah. like managing that sushi department. Yeah. And was uh, sniped away from you know, another job. Mm-hmm. But I did look it up, and I don't know how recent this information is, but it's pretty consistent across the country. What would you estimate per year for a sushi chef salary? And this is updated. Mm. Actually, it does say August twenty August twenty twenty two. I would say fifty to sixty thousand a year. I, 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 yeah, I'd say probably around that would be my guess. That would have been my guess too. Uh, it's actually in Indiana. It's about forty five thousand. Okay, and that's, that's about the middle of the pack. It goes all the way yeah. up to sixty five thousand in Washington D.C. Wow. So. And these are it, the the title is just uh, sh- sushi chef, so not like a yeah. manager of the sushi chefs, right. but just mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm Jeff. Please tell me that you told him that you are on a podcast and you want him to come and to be on the podcast. You know, I didn't actually tell him that, Jeff. But what we need to do, Jeff, is we need to go there. Oh, as a group, and tell him that as a group. Yeah. Does He'd he? Would he interview. remember you? Uh, he probably would. If we, go in the next if, we go, week. if we go in the next week or two, he is would. Is he there every single day? He's there five days a week, yep. Oh, why doesn't he just move down here? He said, I don't know why. He didn't give a reason, but he said he didn't want to. Huh. So he drives half hour and a half every weekend. He, worked, he lives on, week. on this side of Chicago then. If it's yeah, just, if yeah it's this just side of Chicago, I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. Right. Well, that is very interesting. Well, we need to go there. I'd say, what, next week? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um. Yeah, sounds good. Next Tuesday night, no podcast. Chubby Trout, here we come. All right, so one other question. So what I was actually getting to about the questions and topics for meaningful discussions, there was a comment that was left, and that comment was from uh, Savannah Hostetler, our friends. They used, they lived in Elk, or not, not in Elk, they lived in Goshen for a while, and they moved back down to mm-hmm. uh, uh, Kokomo. Kokomo, yeah. Yep. Anyway, she said, if you ever need something to talk about, this question was posed to me a couple of weeks ago and is very thought-provoking. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being perfect, how spiritually healthy is your church? And then mm. a follow-up question, what can you do to make your church spiritually healthier? Mm. That's so, really good. Obviously, that would um, you wouldn't ask that just to anyone, but, but people that are, are church-going people. Man, on a scale <laughs> are, of 1 to 10... How untending the perfect? Yeah. How spiritually is your church? How spiritually healthy is your church? Wow. Then, as you think about that, consider it, and then a follow-up question: What he, what can you do to make your church spiritually healthier? So, do you guys have other uh, questions or topics that are make for good discussions that you've either used in the <clears throat> past or? Well, I want to kind of go on a bunny trail with that because I I. At what point? I have a question for you guys. At what point do you go from, from just like, weather talk? Like, um, I don't know what the right word is. Casual, casual, yeah, talk service level to to deep deep conversation. Mm-hmm. Is it with a, a close friend? Is it with the guy that you meet down the street? What, what, what do you mean by deep conversation? You like, mean by just like like good conversation, or actually like deep? Personal not like not like deep deep personal, um, but like deeper than. Oh, the weather's beautiful today. Yeah. All right. Have a good day. You know, or how's work going? Oh, good. Yeah. How about you? Oh, work's going good. Okay. You know, I just hate that, those conversations with anyone. I, I can't I answer too, that but. question, but I can say that it's actually uh, kind of awkward 
when I had this, I actually had this experience recently when I was talking to someone about something that was relatively surface level, but kind of medium deep, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not not like. Can you just tell us where it was so we know? <laughs> um, I even forget what it was. Honestly, okay. I forget what it was. It was like, hey, how are your kids doing or something like okay. that. Okay. Um, more personal than weather. Or, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. How have you been? How, how are your kids? Like, you know, I heard that your child got married. Something. It was something to that extent. Okay. And then the conversation reverted back to from the other person. Yeah, you're staying cool outside. It's pretty hot out there. And it was just kind of like, <laughs> I knew, <laughs> Jeff. I knew that the person. Yo. Or no, no, no. Is is Yo. is your are you be are you able to keep your daughter out of the sun? Because I was pushing my daughter around in a stroller. Okay. And and, it, and I knew immediately that the person had nothing to talk to, but felt too awkward to say nothing. Or sorry, no, 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 hang on. The say, person, say that again. Uh, sorry, I'll say that again. I said it wrong. The person had nothing else to talk about, but they felt too awkward to not say something, and so they just said something. Okay, uh, are you sure they just? Okay, maybe. But are you also sure they just didn't want to talk? Like maybe you actually touched on a nerve or something that actually felt too big to to talk about with you, and they're just like, let's get this back to something about the sunshine on your maybe daughter. maybe. I, I don't think it was that deep, but maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah. But back to your yeah. question, Nicholas. It, it it This is not a good answer, but the truth is it kind of is situational. Yeah. And, and kind of what kind of – this is also – this is not great. This is not great, but kind of what mood I'm in. Because sometimes I'm just not in the – sometimes I am in I – am, I, I, I will maybe, maybe go into a deeper conversation – but sometimes I, I really am feeling selfish and just don't want to talk, open up and, and talk mm-hmm. and just like get deep with someone. Mm-hmm. I think probably everyone feels that way sometimes. Like, but but it, it could be I, I could have a deep conversation with a random person mm-hmm. on an airplane. Yeah. <clears throat> what are the what are the variables for you? Like location, uh, whatever you're doing at the time. Uh, what what are those variables that determine your level of comfort with the person? Because I agree with you. I I've had a, a very in depth conversation with a person on an airplane ride. Um, it is is super interesting. But yeah, um, probably probably what's on my mind. Like like if I'm really thinking about something deep inside then that's definitely something that i probably wouldn't just start talking to someone else Mm. and maybe also actually maybe this is the biggest thing if i'm going somewhere like Mm. if if i'm going somewhere i've got tunnel vision if you're on a mission you mean yeah yeah so like if i yeah but like if going somewhere as in like you have a destination in mind and you don't want to stop and talk or going somewhere as in you you're going somewhere and you're thinking about where you're going regardless of your circumstances uh more like I'm going. I'm finding a restroom, or we're finding. We're at the mall, mm. and we're finding this place to eat, or yeah. we're going to the store to buy something. Yeah, more like that. Mm. Or at work, and I have a meeting to go to. Mm. Um, and Kyle pulls you to the side, and you're just like, I can't talk to Darren or Darren Kyle. Or Kyle. Okay, I don't, either one. <laughs> either one. I don't know. What is it for you? Yeah, I kind of think I kind of, I kind of agree with you. I would say for me as well. It just is like. I don't know. I, I'm I'm an extrovert, but I'm not like a super extroverted extrovert. I'm a more introverted extrovert, which means for me that 
like I love interacting with people and I get, you know, I get a lot of joy out of it up to a certain point. And then there's a point where I get, I don't know, peopled out or whatever. Then you're done. And I just kind of like, I'm done talking to people and I need time to just kind of just reflect and I'm okay with being quiet. And yeah. And would you initially, do you find yourself starting conversations or being very quick to continue and encourage the conversation? Mm. Um, I haven't been doing as well with this as I used to, but I, but I, it's a goal of mine to always say something to a person that I recognize, like, or a person that, especially if I know them by name, like I'll say, Hey, Cassie, how are you doing? You know, um, you know, just like to acknowledge them by name. I, I always thought that was super special when somebody did that to me. Yeah. That's something that I always want to do. And if the conversation, if the other person is reciprocating, then I will generally fuel the conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that is a good, um, that is good. And I do agree with you. Like it felt, I do remember like feeling special when someone like did say, oh, hey, Ruben. Um, mm-hmm. Even if it was just, hey, how's it going today? And usually conversations do start like that. They usually don't start with, what was hard for you today? Right. That would be- <laughs> <laughs> Although that would be an interesting, what do you think? Would you guys commit to starting a conversation with someone sometime within the next week? The first words out of your mouth are, hey, Bob, what brought you joy this week? Man. That, that one's easier than the what's hard for yeah. you. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But it feels so random. I know. I, I think it's. I, I think it uh, would catch somebody so off guard that they would feel really awkward. Well, you don't okay, have to say it to okay, a random okay. person. You can say it to someone that you know. Someone that you know fairly well. Yeah. But that sounds like a question. Like when someone come to me, like ask that question, I'd feel like, okay, this guy's trying way too hard to to get deep into my life. You mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, I'm sure. I mean, I'm not saying that he probably did. You know think of this or trying to do that but that's how i'd feel okay depends where i'm at and you know what's going on so, Nicholas, do you you have nearby co-workers right nearby co-workers you work with co-workers oh yes yes i think that your challenge for this week is oh boy one of these mornings this is like school all over again one of these mornings you walk in to one of your co-workers and you tap on their desk you say hey jason what was hard for you this week? <laughs> <laughs> and just report back yeah, and see what they say. That coworker would say, shut up, go away, I'm working. Or I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't. Maybe you'd be surprised. I don't know. Try it this week. With the hard one or the joy one? Uh, do the joy one. All right. What brings you joy? Yeah. Or what brought you joy this last week? Yeah. I'll try yeah. it. I'll try it tomorrow. Then report back. All right. If I remember. <clears throat> All right. We've got... <sighs> Well, Nicholas, yeah, what, what happened? You went deer hunting or deer searching. Yes. How did that go? What happened? Well, not good. And, and, and by the way, you know what brought me joy this week? Hearing Nicholas's story about this on Sunday. Mm. Oh, that yeah. That brought I, me joy. I shared it with my family. So it was uh, Saturday, Saturday, which was opening day of, of bow season. And so, okay, backtrack a little bit. I've been doing plenty of deer management. Well, mm. not plenty, but... I've been, you know, feeding them and doing deer uh, trail cameras, of course. And at this one spot, I've been I've been getting tons of of um, action. I should say, deer walking through, 
deer. There's a bunch of grass where, where this one tree stand is, and so they mostly they stop there, eat some grass, and they'll move on to where they're going, you know? So you have cameras set up, so you can, you've been watching what they've been doing and yes. where they've been going. Yeah, cor- yes, correct. And so I put a tree stand up in this in this one spot a, couple, a month ago, two months ago. So I couldn't go Saturday morning. And I like to go Saturday morning. I like to go mornings because you go when it's dark, which is kind of awful. But, but then as the day goes on, it gets lighter, and then it's light for the whole day, you know. In the evenings, you go when it's light, and then it gets dark, and then it's awful to get out and do all this stuff. Anyways, anywho, though, so it was Saturday morning. I couldn't go hunting, so I waited till 2 o'clock, 2.30. 2.30, I started getting ready for hunting. So I went back uh, to my parents' house and got everything ready and put my hunting because clothes on. Is the woods behind your mom and, mom and dad's house. Yeah, that's the one I hunt at, yes. And so I started walking back. Very quiet. The wind was good. It kind of made some noise so I could walk uh, back there without making any noise, making sure there's no deer. I don't spook any deer. Um, because if you spook a deer by a tree stand, you might as well just go home because they know that your tree stand's there. Mm-hmm. So I didn't spook any deer and went up in my tree stand. I was up in my tree stand sitting there at 3 o'clock. All right? In the afternoon. In the afternoon, yes. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I waited around. Nothing happened until... Okay, so... Sunset was at seven twenty six. Mm-hmm. You have thirty minutes after that to shoot a deer. Mm-hmm. So at seven fifty six is is no illegal shooting after that. Mm-hmm. That's cut off time. So I got in at three o'clock. Three hour an hour goes past nothing. Two hours go past nothing. Three hours go past nothing. And by this time, like, well, you know what? It's got something's got to happen soon. You know, there's a bunch of. And were you surprised because you've seen these deer on your trail cam? No, I wasn't surprised because most times deer normally bed down during the during the daytime, and then evenings they will go out eat. They'll eat all night, and then in the morning they'll go back to their bedding and sleep. So they should have hunting season at night, and then not during the day. Yeah, I guess. Well, during rut season is when they move all the time. That's just like crazy. Anyways, so rut's not until November like fourteenth or something like that when gun season opens. That's when the rut starts. Anyways, so rough around six thirty. I'm like, okay, it's getting an hour until technically sunset. Something's got to happen. Well, I look to my left and I see it a deer off to my left, and there's a buck that I'm going after. All right. And what do you mean a buck you're going after? There's a buck that I found on my trail camera that is it's not big. By any by any means, but it's it, I never shot a buck, so it's big enough where I would shoot it if I'd see it. Mm-hmm. There's two bucks, one smaller, mm-hmm. and the one's bigger. And so I see a deer to my left, and I get my binoculars out and I look, and it's just a, a small baby, it's fawn, still got some white spots on it. Said, so know. is that good meat? Actually, yes, the best meat's when they're young. Actually, so would so, you ever shoot a Bambi? No, I would. I would never shoot a Bambi. I want to put that on the record right now. But you are, if you do want good meat, you're supposed to shoot small, small deer, small does. But that's not me. I don't go for that. I don't go for the meat. Anyways, so I see the deer, and then it's it's pretty far to my left. It's probably 100, 100 yards to my left, 150 yards to my left. I can't shoot that far. And, and it's a Bambi. It's a Bambi. And if there's weeds. I can barely even see it. Anyways, it goes into the woods, like, facing away from me. So it's like, well, it's gone. So I wait there a little bit more. Around like that's like that's around like six thirty. Then at like six forty five, all of a sudden it just comes out like right beside me. The like, fawn does. Yeah, like 30, 30 yards from me. Right out there's a brush right beside me. So I can't see like right beside me. So right on the other side of the brush, it comes out. And and then it goes and, and just walks in the grass, eats here and there. And 
I, I, I know I wasn't going to shoot it, so I was testing out my gear to see how loud it is and how quiet I can be. So I, I got my binoculars out, looked at it, put it back in, got my rangefinder out, looked at it, make sure that it's no noise. Mm-hmm. And and a couple times it looked at me, right at me, and I just stood still, and it went back to eating. My, the, I'm going to – Sitka Gear, which is a brand of, of gear, hunting gear, it's it's pretty pricey, but I promise you it is 100% worth it. Everything. It's warm. It conceals your body. It's amazing. Anyways, so – Fawn is is out in the grass feeding, and this is around six forty five. That fawn just sticks around, does nothing, just walks around until seven twenty, seven thirty, seven forty ish. I'm looking at my watch, and it's getting down to like fifteen minutes until no shooting time. It's getting darker, and I'm like, oh boy. And all of a sudden, I look to my right, and okay, so I put my bow down, mm-hmm. so it's facing straight, it's laying down. So the arrow is like straight, like like. There's, a, there's an arrow in it. Yeah, I always yeah. leave an arrow in it. It's straight down, and it's hanging on my binocular um, case, mm-hmm. which is on my my chest. I have a binocular case there. Mm-hmm. It's hanging below it. So I'm looking. I look to my right, and I hear a noise. So I slowly turn to my left, and there's a doe walking, like literally ten yards, fifteen yards in front of me. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect shot. It's it's broadside towards me. Mm-hmm. The perfect shot. I. Try to hurry, get my bow out, and I made some noise so it stopped. It stopped. I got my bow up, and I drawed back to shoot this thing. Mm-hmm. Well, in my – first of all, when you see a deer and you're ready to shoot, the it's called buck fever, and buck fever makes you do things that you d- wouldn't do. Your, your mind is not str- straight. You're not yeah. thinking straight. And all I'm thinking is I'm going to shoot this deer, and I'm going to have some meat tonight. So I pull back. And there's a there's a there's a little spot where your arrow should be laying in yeah. to shoot. Um, it's a I forget what they call it a um, on the rest. Or yeah, a rest oh, area where the, where arrow rests when you're shooting. Mm-hmm. I pull back and I look down my sights, but instead of looking down my sights and seeing sights, I see my arrow going straight up, like covering my sights. And my arrow came out of the rest and is laying on top of my sights. If I would have let go and shot, it would have gone straight up in the air. It would have shot totally wrong. <laughs> I probably would have broke my arrow and probably hit me too. So I I let I let go of the like and you're I, at full draw. I'm full draw. So I had to now undraw. So I'll slowly bring it back. I put my arrow down and I draw back. And by this time the the doe's moving and it goes behind some trees and I do not have a good shot. So I have to I have to let go of my or not let go but I have to undraw my bow and I I missed a great opportunity. That was a first first miss technically. <laughs> so then it's getting down to 7:50. I got 6 more minutes and it's getting pretty dark. Finally mm. these these two two does, massive does come out and they so go two, so two different does two, there's three total does <clears throat> the one big one that came through i missed it went on and there's now two more that come up and there's the one doe was standing straight at me and the other one was was like was, i couldn't get the shot on the other one the other one was looking right at me i didn't want that shot so i draw back and i waited till it was broadside i waited i said okay by this time my leg is shaking so much i can barely even stand it's like <sighs> like knocking on the tree You're standing stand. up in the tree stand yeah i'm standing up yep. my legs knocking against the tree stand and and i i was like hey as soon as this this doe goes b- 
broadside and not looking straight at me like this way, um, I, I will I'll take the shot. Well, after like a two minutes, maybe not, maybe a minute, it goes sideways, and I I aim and I shoot. It goes right under it. I think it goes right under it, and I'm like, oh shoot. So then it kind of spooks it, and then it kind of comes, it kind of runs like to my to my right, and kind of comes around, and then stands right in front of me again. So I get another arrow, and I I knock my arrow back in my bow. I draw back. I'm looking down the side, and it, it's getting like it's like I look at my time before I right before I pull back, and it was like seven fifty four. So yeah. two more minutes. So I draw back my bow, and I look down my sights, and I shoot again. Missed him again. <laughs> I said, oh, boy. So, and the deer, the stupid thing, Lily, I, after I shot, it just stood there. Like, I didn't even know what it was doing. Like, oh, what should I wish? It was, I was like, oh, man. So, I was out of arrows. I only had two arrows. You only had two arrows. <laughs> out of arrows, and <clears throat> I was out of time, and the does were not dead. Or that doe was not dead. And the other does, the other two does were just standing there too. Like they, they literally were not scared at all. Like they didn't even know what happened. So then after about four minutes, I text my dad like, hey dad, are you up there? Because I need you to drive back here with the gator to scare the does off so I can climb down and, and go home. Yeah. Because I'm done hunting. So, do you, and you say that because you don't want, you don't want to scare them away from your tree stand. I don't know. That seems like a little bit of no, if I, it, or some weird. If I, if I would make noise and they would Sounds see like me. Sounds like hunting voodoo. No, if they would see me or may, hear me make noise, they wouldn't, they would not come back. I mean, it was very dark, so I probably could have made some noise. They could have thought that, you know, something just fell. Um, but I wasn't going to risk it. So, so my dad came back. So what if, what if, um, dad would have been gone? Would you just have waited there for a couple hours? No, I think I would have thrown something at them just to scare them away or something, or made a loud banging noise, or I don't know. But so, anywho, that was. So now you have no arrows. What's the plan? Well, I went to um, a bow shop called Brickholder Archeries, and I said, "I want to be able to hit a doe, so give they, me some good arrows." So, what was? Are you? Is your bow unsighted, or did you just? Were you just off? No, I. Okay, so this is what I think happened. Okay, so weeks before, I, I shot. I shot at 20, 30, and 40. That's what my pins are for. I don't mm-hmm. like to shoot over 40 because it's it's mm-hmm. just too far. And every single time I shot, it was dead on. Like I went shot 20, bam, dead on. Went to 30, bam, dead on. And I've been practicing like multiple times mm-hmm. these last few months. <clears throat> and so I think this is what happened. So beforehand, I measured that the end of the weeds where I was hunting is 20 yards. Then at at the certain point it's thirty yards, and at the other point it's forty yards. Those are my mm-hmm. and I knew where those points were at. Well, those points go from twenty, thirty, forty, so kind of an upward yeah. motion. Well, my bow is the top one's twenty, middle one's thirty, and t- yeah. bottom one's forty. And I think you in my confused. mind, I was thinking bottom one's twenty, middle one's uh. thirty, and top one's forty. Because the one was the one was at forty yards, mm-hmm. and the other one was like like fifteen, twenty yards. Okay, and I think I got it mixed up. And I think oh, I, I yeah, I think I overshot or I undershot the first one, the farther away one, and I overshot the bottom one, the closer one. Yeah. Yep, that makes sense. So, yeah. moral of the story is, don't get buck fever because. So, what are you planning on doing to prepare yourself for the next time? Well, next time I, I'm it's okay. I like to go hunting. Maybe if you start a conversation with them, maybe if you ask them, what brought you joy this week. 
I don't think that, that would help. maybe break the tension. <laughs> no, because they'd look at me you, and be like, this, "This guy's retarded." I'm out of here. No, I think my 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 the thing I'm gonna do next time is I'm gonna start. I'm gonna hunt in the morning because then as the day goes on, it'll get brighter and not darker. Mm. So then I'll be able to see better. And I'll be able to range think and think clearly. This is what you need. <clears throat> but, uh, a a like a, like a firecracker or something that's about th- mm. 200 yards away. That's remote controlled for when you need to get the deer away. Oh, and you can just like that, that's genius. Boom. That's and then genius. they run away, and then you can get down. That's a good idea, Jeff. Jeff, that's a genius thing, and that's funny you say that because when I was hunting, I literally heard a tree fall. I heard like a boom, and I was like, "What the?" World? I was like, "Is someone cutting <laughs> trees?" And no. There's no chainsaw, no nothing. Oh, it's good you were up in the tree standing. Jeff, yeah. there's tree. your invention. How yeah. to spook deer from far away. One time. Actually, a Bluetooth speaker would probably work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I think in order to. It wouldn't speak, have the range. But you need something that's for hunters. Like, it can't just yeah. be that simple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's got to be for hunters. Like hunter, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but. Well, I. Somehow, and someone just like make it just like, it's just like a little fob. Yeah. You just like click it and it like. It's like a little like dynamite. Like, Detonator. Yeah. Boom. It can't be dangerous, though, because then it wouldn't sell very well. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. And you couldn't ship it, probably. Yeah. Yeah, explosives. <laughs> I know anyway. that I know that a guy sat in his tree stand for like, until like 2 in the morning because deer wouldn't move. Oh, man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it's true. I would have just tried to shoot a deer and... Well, what if you're out of arrows, Jeff? <laughs> what do you got now, huh? Then, hey, you wait until they come right under you and you jump on them. That's what my mom said, but... I didn't want to wait that long. <laughs> All right, well, and that was know. a good story. That was a good story. <clears throat> but next week, <laughs> I'm gonna no, I'm not you, gonna go. You, hunting, you should, but. you should like during the summer, just like put some some bales out there or something that you can shoot at and practice shooting. Well, I, I agree. That is a, that's a better option because doesn't it mess you up when you're up higher as well? Yeah, it does. Uh, well, it's, I mean, kind of. I guess. Um, I'm. I want to try a new. Um, hunting thing and it's called saddle hunting mm-hmm. and you are sitting in kind of a saddle and you're facing the tree and you're it's a rope on, t- on further up the tree yeah like like a f- two feet above your head forehead that come down and kind of holds you and like you're sitting in kind of a saddle and then you're it's supposed to be a better thing because it's you're like more like it's better for bow hunters because it's your forms better what if you lean back too far you can't. You're you're hard, like you're it's in a, a, harness. In a, har- it's a harness. Oh, okay. It comes around your back as well. Yes, it's a harness. Okay. Yeah, but mm. I want to try that, but it's it's quite pricey. kind of uncomfortable. No, yeah. they say it's more comfortable than staying in tree stand. Huh. So you you don't have to stand. You you can kind of sit. You you can you can so you can stand or there's a little platform that you can put you can put down mm-hmm. and then you can either like sit down and put your knees against the tree. They like they have, like you can buy like um knee pads. Put your knees against the tree and kind of like so that your your feet would be out away from the tree and your knees would go into the tree and then and then your you would lay like kind of a sitting motion like like this way knees into the tree then your, your thighs are straight back yeah. and then your your <clears throat> back is straight up mm-hmm. so so that's like the new the new fad the new fad I want to try that um, because then you have more better better motion for shooting. Um, than than what a tree stand is because tree stand hunters can't shoot behind them, mm-hmm. and with this you can because then you can stand up on your saddle and just turn around and, and turn and around shoot. and shoot. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, 
Maybe the Fr- maybe you guys listening to the French Press podcast. If you want to donate to me and my saddle hunting, and and hear more stories of me missing deer, then please donate because I would sure wish for for some saddle. Hunting. Support us on Patreon. There you go. All right, Jeff. What's the point? The point is, don't get your pins mixed up. Also, shoot baby deer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, make sure that you awkward people out when you talk to them. Very good. And Nicholas, what's our word of the week? Word of the week is sushi. <laughs> <laughs>